Sarah and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I have super sun-sensitive blue eyes. So not only does Oakley check my fashion box, but it checks my necessity box. Oakley's changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Maybe you run, maybe you golf, maybe you just flat out train. I don't know. Maybe you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of those are true, you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We do not leave the house in the morning without rocking our Oakleys. And hey, since it's officially almost summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I know my go-to sunglasses are the custom frog skins, so maybe take an extra look at them while you're there. Oakley even offers prism lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to Oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. But don't just trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life. I know Sarah has as well. We feel like we can both confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to Oakley.com for more information today. Well, don't look now, but Todd Munkin is already garnering the ultimate praise as far as offensive coordinators go in Baltimore. Yeah, and Sarah, one local columnist is already comparing Munkin to the beloved Gary Kubiak, claiming the Ravens' new play caller has a commanding presence at practice the way Kubiak once did, and he stole the show this week. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Friday, May 19th. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So after a brief hiatus, joint practices are returning to Baltimore's training camp itinerary this summer. Plus a viral video of former Ravens defensive coordinator Wink Martindale and new receiver Nelson Aguilar is in Florida working out with... Lamar Jackson. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So, Sarah, we both know this. There are few people hated more among NFL fan bases than an offensive coordinator if things aren't running well. And that isn't always the case, obviously, but it takes sustained success over time years and years to escape that kind of fate. And I'd say that's been more often true than not over the years in Baltimore. I mean, the last time an OC left on good terms with the fan base, I'd say it was Gary Kubiak. What do you what do you think? Absolutely. Not not just the last time, perhaps the only time. I mean, no offensive coordinator commanded more respect in Baltimore than the way Gary Kubiak did, which is why, Bobby, I found what Mike Preston from the Baltimore Sun, I found what he wrote about Todd Munkin very interesting. Here's what he said, quote, Coordinator Todd Munkin has the type of offensive presence the Ravens haven't had since Gary Kubiak led the unit in 2014. 
Back then, Ravens coach John Harbaugh spent most of his time with the defense while Kubiak ran the offense. It appears, based on the portion of Wednesday's voluntary practice that was open to the media, that 2023 will offer a similar scenario. The show belonged to Munkin, close quote. Now, Bobby, I have to say, I'm always a little hesitant to buy everything of what Mike Preston writes. Now, he's an opinion writer, and he's paid to make bold statements. And in this column, the very same one that I just read that quote from, he took a swipe at both Lamar and the Ravens. You know, he said that Lamar has a poor work ethic, and then he said the Ravens deserve what they get because they paid him while knowing he has a poor work ethic. I don't subscribe to that thought or that opinion. But then Preston also wrote in that very same column that, There's no comparison between Zay Flowers and Marquise Brown, even though everybody keeps trying to do it and they do it because of their smaller statures. But he said Zay has way more muscle and isn't afraid to go across the middle, which Marquise wouldn't do initially. So I guess I'm saying all this because sometimes Preston gets it right. Sometimes he gets it wrong. And in my view, I'm interested if he has it right about this Munkin Kubiak connection, because if he does have it right, that's a huge, huge compliment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one similarity we do know for sure that Munkin and Kubiak share is that they both had been around the block before arriving in Baltimore, right? And they both came in with successful resumes. Kubiak went to seven different Super Bowls throughout his career as both a player and coach, and he won four of them, four Super Bowls. I mean, it's no wonder he had a presence around him that commanded respect from Harbaugh, the players, and the organization top down. Then once he actually got here to Baltimore, he helped Joe Flacco and even Justin Forsett reach career highs in both yards and touchdowns. Yeah, Kubiak's <laughs> Kubiak's success was unmatched. And and you know what? While Munkin hasn't achieved Super Bowl glory yet, and I do hope that we're stressing yet now that he's here with Lamar and the whole crew, but Munkin did enjoy back-to-back national championships with Georgia, where he led an offense that ranked number five in the country in points per game. They put up nearly 40 points per game. And that offense, they could do it in so many different ways. They could both pass and run. And Munkin helps his quarterback, Stetson Bennett, who, you know, none of us say are like, the best quarterback ever. He was just drafted in the fourth round. But under Munkin, he became a Heisman Trophy finalist. So to your point about their similarities, Munkin definitely has a history of success, just like Kubiak did. Now, where Munkin and Kubiak might differ, at least in terms of personality, is definitely their style. Now, I remember Kubiak as being a guy who is straightforward, but a little bit more laid back. And maybe that's because of those that remember, remember he had to be careful about heart attacks. He literally had one and collapsed on the sideline of a game the year before coming to Baltimore. So I think he had to be a little bit more chill, but, but yes, he was more chill. Munkin on the other hand, well, He's got a different approach. And let me go back to Preston for this to explain his approach. Quote, Munkin spent the practice directing the offense like a downtown New York City traffic cop at rush hour. His language was a bit salty and some might consider it slightly offensive. But this is the NFL, not the Boy Scouts. Close quote. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I'm grinning ear to ear over here after hearing that analogy. I love it. I think it's spot on and I believe it. Remember at his introductory press conference when 
I don't know. I guess you're supposed to be by the book on your best behavior, you know, first impressions. Munkin dropped a couple curse words and he didn't even flinch. I'm not even sure he recognized he was doing it because he was so ingrained in the minutia of his answer. So I think that's a little indicator right there of, of what he brings. Once the, Remember we were talking about Roquan earlier this week, like he flips yeah. the switch when he's on the football field. I think Todd flips the switch and he doesn't even know he flipped it. <laughs> it is flipped on all the time. And Bobby, you mentioned that first press conference where he was. He was dropping these curse words and he didn't even, he didn't, again, like you said, he didn't even flinch. But from that first press conference and the one that we just got last week, it makes me think right now that Preston might be onto something here because Munkin came across to me in those press conferences. He is a no BS type of guy. He is a straight shooter. And you know what? He understands the players and he isn't afraid of alphas. He is not afraid of those alpha personalities. Remember this quote he gave about OBJ when he was first hired. He has a tough deal though, because he's a, he, in my opinion, and he may think differently and he may, it's like, it's tough being a, um, a face. Does that make sense? Like NBA deals with it all the time, but there's very few NFL players outside of quarterbacks that they really know their face, that they're a, they're a market. They're, and he's that way, and I think that makes it hard. You know, at times when you're under the microscope like he is, it really is hard. But I, I liked Odell a lot, liked his skill set, liked his work ethic. He fought through an injury. Tremendous. You know what's crazy when he gave that quote? At the time, we had no idea that OBJ would wind up coming to Baltimore. And Bobby, that says a major statement in and of itself. Because remember, wide receivers have been allergic to just Baltimore the last four seasons under Roman. So the fact that that trend suddenly reversed itself upon Munkin's arrival, I don't think that that can be chalked up to a coincidence. Suddenly, the Ravens have one of the most well-known wide receivers in the entire league. Like I said, that speaks volumes. Then on top of it, Munkin quickly earns the respect of Mike Preston, who is known for his negativity, at least enough respect to compare him to the most beloved OC in Ravens history. Yeah, we're going to need to see Lamar and J.K. Dobbins and OBJ reach some career highs the way players did under Kubiak in order for him to get everyone's full respect. But for now, he certainly seems to be making a great first impression. Still to come here on The Vault, an early preview of joint practices, which are scheduled with the Washington Commanders later this summer at Ravens training camp. Sarah and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I have super sun-sensitive blue eyes. So not only does Oakley check my fashion box, but it checks my necessity box. Oakley's changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Maybe you run, maybe you golf, maybe you just flat out train. I don't know. Maybe you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of those are true, you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We do not leave the house in the morning without rocking our Oakleys. And hey, since it's officially almost summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I know my go-to sunglasses are the custom frog skins, so maybe take an extra look at them while you're there. 
Oakley even offers Prism Lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye, but don't just trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life. I know Sarah has as well. We feel like we can both confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. All right, Bobby, joint practices are returning to Baltimore this summer at Ravens training camp. Yes, Sarah, the team made it official on Thursday. They're going to host the Commanders at one winning drive Wednesday, August 15th and Thursday, August 16th, ahead of their Monday night matchup at Washington on the 21st, which is inside FedEx Field down there in Landover. And I mean, if you're going to do joint practices, this one makes sense from a geographical convenience standpoint. Plus, don't forget John Harbaugh and Ron Rivera have been close for years. They've been close forever since they worked under Andy Reid in Philadelphia 24 years ago. But here's the question, Bobby. It's been a minute. Why did Harbs get away from these joint practices last summer? Yeah, I tend to think that it had a lot to do with some of the changes he vowed to make following the disastrous injury riddled 2021 season, right? Like time of practice and the concept of joint practices were seemingly just two of the many adjustments the organization leaned into as a way of, you know, switching things up to hopefully improve overall health, which, hey, we know this. They definitely took a step in the right direction last season. That's for sure. Yeah, and to your point, like in addition to dropping the joint practices, they also obviously dismissed longtime strength and conditioning coach Steve Saunders. Uh, that was a pretty major, pretty significant adjustment made this offseason too. And given those results from the NFLPA-led survey surfacing in March, the Ravens really had no other choice but to move on. Yeah, and not to beat a dead horse here, but I don't think either one of us knew an F- minus even existed within the grading scale. So yeah, the writing was on the wall there. And by the way, just a couple notes here. This will be the fourth time the Ravens have hosted joint practices. They've previously done so with Jacksonville back in 2019, the LA Rams in 2018, San Francisco 49ers back in 2014. And then on the flip side under Harbs, they've been the visitor for four joint practice sessions with the Carolina Panthers back in 2021 Philadelphia. Cause we all know that connection is, uh, is alive and well for Harbaugh. That was back in 2019 and 2015 with the Eagles. And then in 2018 with the Indianapolis Colts. So 2020 was the pandemic summer. We all know that. And then last year, they were probably just an experimental phase, if you will, and really open to doing anything to wipe away the injury bug. Well, let's hope that the return of these joint practices do not invite a return of injury. So hopefully they they approach them with extreme caution. And Bobby, also, can we just nip the preseason conversation in the butt now? Because uh, we all remember what happened to J.K. Dobbins at FedEx Field a couple summers ago, which ended up sidelining him all of year two with a torn ACL. We do not need that happening again. Yep, I'm with you. Let's nip that thing in the bud right now. I don't want to see the majority of starters until September, period. So, Sarah, a fun, lighthearted video clip was making its way around social media on Thursday. And 
that actually initially originated from the New York Giants digital production video crew. So what do you got? Yeah, well, Bobby, leave it to the Giants defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, to give a clever one-liner, as he so often gave when he ran the defense in Baltimore. Uh, Now, this moment is when he met his first-round cornerback, Deontay Banks. Check this out. Now, what you don't see, because this is an audio version of the clip, uh, was this long hug that Wink gave to Banks. And it looked like he just didn't want to let go. Bobby, any defensive coordinator is going to drool over a first round defensive player. So combine that with Wink praising the heavens that Banks fell to the Giants at number 24 because Baltimore took Zay Flowers at 22. I truly believe Wink was overjoyed as it looked right there. But let's not forget that New York's front office probably felt differently. Yeah, I'd say so. The Athletics' Dan Duggan reported that the Giants tried to trade up to go and get Zay Flowers. And general manager Joe Shane even said it after the first round, quote, the way it went down and the way the board fell, we were getting depleted, close quote. They still ended up trading up a few spots in order to get Banks, but there you have it. Yeah, not not something that Banks probably wanted to hear, but they did trade up for him. So Eric DaCosta, in all of his interviews that he's done since the draft, he's also said that he got calls to trade out of number 22. And hey, maybe one of those calls was from the Giants. It wouldn't surprise me. But EDC said that getting another mid-rounder wasn't worth giving up in exchange for Zay. So like Wink said, I agree. It's been time to get Lamar more weapons, and EDC did that with Zay. And speaking of Lamar and his weapons, new Ravens receiver Nelson Aguilar, he posted photos of himself and Lamar working out together in Florida. Now, Aguilar, as we all remember, was met with some I don't know what displeasure is that the word from Ravens fans when he first signed, but Bobby, he seems to be growing on people. Now it definitely helps that now they believe that he's wide receiver four instead of wide receiver two, since the team has since added Zay and OBJ. But also I do think his work ethic and his willingness to meet with Lamar down South seems to be winning some people over too. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this interesting tidbit from the boardroom's Twitter account. Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is the most followed NFL player on Instagram, and it's not particularly close. OBJ has amassed over 17.2 million followers and counting, and that's more than three times the second player on that list. And oh, by the way, That's Patrick Mahomes. In other news, Pat McAfee just straight up bullied Steelers GM Omar Khan into sharing Pittsburgh's backup QB plans for 2023. How's your negotiation? How's your negotiation? You you feel like you're stern or upbeat? What's your style of negotiation? Um, My style, I'd say, you know, I understand it's got to be a win-win for both sides and, you know, try to be fair. So transparent. So we, I, think I, I think I understand both sides have a job to do. So just try to be fair. You a transparent guy whenever you're talking to him. Hey, I need this to happen. You need this absolutely, to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It absolutely keeps it. It keeps the negotiation short. I got too much going on to have long drawn out negotiations. What do you have today? Today, we um, 
just we can't. We just we're finishing up an extension with uh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, we feel good about our quarterback room, so that was an important piece. We got, you know, obviously Kenny Kenny Pickett's our, our, our starter, and we feel really good about Mitch Trubisky um, in the role he's in, and uh, he feels good about it. And, you know, we've added Mason Rudolph, so we're really excited about that QB room. But there it is. So we're working on that. So that'll be uh, – done here shortly elsewhere according to the athletics jeff zarebeck the ravens signed former smu offensive lineman jalen thomas an undrafted free agent thomas was initially reported to be part of their undrafted free agent class for 2023 but technically he did not officially sign pen to paper until thursday and as jeff wrote on twitter he played all five offensive line positions at smu And finally, the Maryland Board of Public Works has approved the Maryland Stadium Authority's request to issue $450 million in bonds, which will help fund improvements to M&T Bank Stadium. Of course, the home of the Ravens. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you know, Bobby and I have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll help us keep turning out daily Ravens content, hopefully for years to come. We're also closing in on a pretty big milestone partner on YouTube. 7,000 subscribers is within reach. So if you're interested, if you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to The Vault on YouTube. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month while we're at it, Patrick York and Sarah Kendall. We appreciate you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but we'll be back on Saturday morning with our best of episode from this week's top Ravens content here on The Vault. And as Sarah mentioned earlier this week, we are getting close to the end of the month, which means our monthly mailbag episode is coming up, which also means we need to hear from you. So hit us up via email, like I mentioned, at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. DM us on social media with your questions. We'll submit it into the Q&A and try to get to as many as possible before the month of May closes. 